Disney Plus has a massive leak and spoilers galore. Is Gremlins really making a comeback? And Ryan Reynolds' mom is abducted? No, really. All of this and so much more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directive. Get plugged in. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! Listen! Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey! Cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important! If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Mask question, do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. And thank you so much for joining us on the Geek Underground episode number 62. This is Dadpool. And this is the Trash Panda. Why did you just sit there looking at me when we start to record? You were yawning. I was waiting for the <laughs> yawn to finish. I didn't want to start and then have you. Ah, no, I gotta, we got to sound good when we okay. start, at least in some small way. In some small way. Now, we just spent yesterday getting our Christmas tree up. It is very traditional in America. The weekend after Thanksgiving is to put up your tree, and the room is looking festive and wonderful. It is. Does it make you happy? It did until this morning. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, no. So, last night before bed, I usually put on a movie that's just kind of like, eh, so that I can fall asleep. And I'd noticed because I was watching on Carry On Henry VIII. And if you don't know what the Carry On movies are, they were kind of a little bit of a baldy comedy of the 60s, 70s and beyond. And this one is just kind of like, whatever, it's about Henry VIII. But I noticed in the credits that the name, because there wasn't the beginning of the movies, it said Dave Prowse. And I was like, huh, I wonder if that's Darth Vader. So I looked it up and saw it was, in fact, Darth Vader was in this Carry On movie. So I'm looking through to see what he looks like. And I'm like, oh, he's so tall. It was so different, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then as we're putting up the Christmas tree yesterday, one ornament broke. My Darth Vader. And what happens this morning? My dad texted me and said that Darth Vader had died. And he blamed me for putting up my Christmas tree. And then I realized the last thing I was looking at on IMDb was Darth Vader and I had broken the ornament. And then I had to have felt really bad. Now, I just want you to know that that she really is actually broken up. I mean, she is a massive Star Wars fan uh, and seeing these actors pass, it really is a tragic thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not your fault. No, I know. You you, you didn't break David Prowse. Although I did make a little funeral pyre for the Christmas ornament of Darth Vader. You did. And it was interesting that the thing that broke was his hand being the (laughs) His hand was chopped off in Return of the Jedi right well, before he been passed chopped away. Off. Well, well, yes, but it was and chopped replaced. off then again yes. in Return of the Jedi. But uh, yes, unfortunately, um, yes, that was the only ornament that broke was my Darth Vader. He was actually really disappointed that his voice wasn't allowed in the films, wasn't he? Do you know what? Having met Prowse a few times. He's a lovely, lovely man. Such a nice bloke. Um, used to be a bodybuilder, actually. Yeah, he was massive he back was in the day. He was huge. We would, I just showed Sean the clip of him in comparison to like all the other actors in this movie because he towered above them. And actually having stood right next door, right next to Darth Vader's costume. Now I sit at five foot ten and... Sean's got about a quarter inch on me and 
I know claim what? that quarter inch we too. We stood next oh, to that costume, and it's like, oh my goodness! I mean, you can understand why they chose him for the role. Oh yeah, and I mean Peter Mayhew as well. Peter Mayhew was just enormous. You just kind of looked up at him, and you're like, huh? Now I know I know Mayhew was referred to as the gentle giant, but I really think that could apply to both of them because they were oh, yeah. both such just amazing, caring, wonderful people. Every time you'd see them, they really cared about their fans. They cared about what they did, uh, and even their work off screen, it really showed that they you know, cared about most people. Most of the most of the crew and cast that we have met so far, even Anthony Daniels, who is actually revealed that uh, people were like no he's horrible we met him and he was lovely to us amazing. he amazing. was such a nice bloke and went out of his way to make sure we had a good experience he was he was cool kenny baker was a lovely guy the last two times we met him unfortunately one time he it was obviously it was later in his life and androcosmia plasma which is dwarfism is um, incredibly incredibly difficult as the years go on because your body just can't support itself properly um, and the second time we met him, he'd had an accident and hit his head. So he was really not with it that day, was no, he? And the kids were like, um, because <laughs> he was talking absolute nonsense, poor bloke. But I mean, he was just, they were all so lovely. The only one that we haven't met out of the original cast was um, Harrison Ford. But he just doesn't, he doesn't no. meet people. He doesn't go to cons. He doesn't do any and of I'm that. And I'm not, I'll be honest, I love I love Han Solo. I love Indiana Jones. I love a lot of what Harrison Ford does. But after listening to him on the Graham Norton show that time where he was like, why did you do the the new Blade Runner movie? He's like, they offered me a big pile of cash, so I did it. And I'm like, really, dude? That makes me feel really <laughs> not okay about you because that just sounds like you're in it for the money and not for the love of the anything. I mean, everybody knew that Alex Guinness thought that the actual movies were rubbish. We knew that, <laughs> but it was Alec Guinness. Yep. Ford, you are not Alec Guinness. Yeah, you but, do not get to say things like that. Yeah, but come on, like RDJ, uh, when he was in the Spider-Man, you know, uh, Homecoming, he was paid like 15 million for two minutes of screen time. Like they just who's throw that? Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, who's RDJ? RDJ. RDJ. Oh, I thought you said RT. Like RDJ. Yes. No. They just throw piles of money at some of these guys just so they'll appear in the movie for seconds on screen minutes on See, screen that's it that's the thing is that my my personal opinion i am not a socialist or anything else i'm not a communist but i totally believe that football and sports players and actors and stuff entertainers should stars, not yeah. be being paid those kinds of figures they shouldn't well, they it, just shouldn't i know but until they can get to a point where people won't pay to see i mean that's what's supporting I them know, people are paying their I salaries know, and so it's, it's hard to I mean, and power to him. If you can make money like that, you know, I say make that money. I mean, you know, as someone that, that has never made that money and will never make that money, I'm okay with that. I don't hold any grudge. I, I don't go, oh, you make this money. That does, hey, you've earned it. You've done your thing. You've got your fame. Yeah, but so. that's the problem is most of these guys don't earn it. And that's what yeah. really makes me cross. Like if our British football players really earned it, we would win the World Cup more. Uh, Lazy wow, beggars. Just roasting the English national team. Well, they all fall over and go, oh, look, I broke my leg because somebody just literally touched me. Ow! All right, and I, and I have to say, uh, as, as an American that hasn't followed much 
football. I, I, I played soccer, you know, our football at, at, uh, at university level. So I've played it. I've done it. But when I came and I saw Iceland play, I'd never watched them. But they were, they were in the, uh, the Euro Cup, I think. Yeah. And they were like men playing the sport. They would fall down and actually get back up. It was amazing. I'd never seen footballers in, in this country do you know what? They do that. do not get paid ridiculous amounts of money. No. Do you know what? This country Support is won. Iceland. Yeah, well, this country has won the World Cup twice, actually. And not a lot of people know this because the first time we won it before 1966 with the whole you know all that kind of like oh we won the world cup the english football team all got ill so the kind of like people who ran like the world cup and and like the english football team were like oh no we need to get a football team in here so they went down to one of the mines and said do you guys play football and they're like yeah and they won it a bunch of miners won the world cup yep now, that should tell you something. Why are we talking sports? I don't know. First off, why, why, why did we get on this rabbit hole? Because we were talking about Darth Vader. And that led us to football. But <laughs> well, then you were talking about Robert Downey Jr. getting and 15 money million for making yes. money okay, and okay, all that. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. We, we, we need to move away from that. This yes, is not a sports show. Too. Although we, we can occasionally talk, but no. Well, you did talk about that horrible bloke. The sports commentator. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's okay, though. That's okay. Yes. Do you want me to go into no. something more Let's, interesting? I, I was going to, but you can go first. So Ryan Reynolds, his mum turned traitor and was abducted. What? How did she turn traitor to be abducted? So obviously there's the big rivalry between Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. Of course. Well, Hugh Jackman abducted Ryan Reynolds' mum and had her in his coffee commercial saying that his coffee was better for people (laughs) than Ryan Reynolds' gin, which she agreed to on a commercial. Wow. And so Ryan, Ryan Reynolds just stabbed in the said, back by his mother. Ryan Reynolds on Twitter then said, let my mum go. And then sent another video or a picture of him and his mum saying, just for everybody to know, Tammy is now home safe. Thank you all for your concern. Now, we don't know what Ryan's done to his mother for betraying and, you know, doing all that stuff. But So, so I wonder if Ryan will go after Hugh Jackman's mother. Or if Hugh Jackman's mother will stay true to her son and only support Hugh. Yeah, so this is this is what it said. This holiday season, every time you buy Laughing Man coffee at Sam's Club, that's Hugh Jackman's brand, you'll be helping coffee farming communities around the world. The Laughing Man Foundation invests in programs that clear the way to health and growth for coffee farmers and their families. And a special word for those who'd rather buy aviation gin, stop enabling this man. He is not my friend. He's not your friend. I'm pretty sure he's nobody's friend. Isn't that right, Ryan's mom? And then she turns up and tries to convince people to buy Jackman's coffee instead of her son's gin. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, Ryan's got her back. She's no longer abducted. I going to say, I mean, don't, don't you love the fact that growing up, <laughs> when the whole world is against you, you can rely on your family, your mom, your dad, those closest to you to support you. Isn't that how it is? Not not in Reynolds' household. No. That's got to be rough. That's got to be rough. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Ryan. I don't know what Hugh Jackman did to get Wow. <laughs> Paid her a boatload of cash. <laughs> Mrs. Apparently. Reynolds here's Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got that point. Everybody's got yes. that, you know, buying, yes. selling money I point. Know. Now, changing gears again, for every kid that saved their allowance, that did the chores, that mowed the lawns for the chance to head down to the iconic R, the big red R, Radio Shack, once the carrier of walkie-talkies, RC cars, and, well, like every spare part necessary to build a radio from scratch. We all went there as kids. It is coming back. It filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 2015, 
and again in 17. Apparently 17 was the final blow, but it's coming back in time for its 100th birthday next year. Radio Shack is making an appearance again. We've lost so many iconic brands in the past. I don't know, say say two, three, or four years. They've just gone under, haven't really adapted to the times. Well, one of the biggest high street brands over here is going to be going... A number of them. Have, well, the coronavirus well, is totally... Shop, uh, top Shop, Burton's, and um, Perkins is going under, which is huge for... Yeah. I mean, they've been British staples for years for, for and they're going under even. yeah some of these, these these stores out here are hundreds of years old yeah. and to see them then finally Debenhams, have this holy cow go under is really really rough but yeah radio shack there are actually physical locations in the state still but those will not be associated with this apparently they were able to hold on to the name but it, but as far as the history and what the core radio shack trademark is that is now being rebirthed and will be pretty much i think an online entity they're going to have a storefront on amazon as well as their own web page and their Hoping to, to make a splash back in the world again. Happy well, 100th anniversary, Radio Shack. Yeah, happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. So what do you have? What have you been geeking out about? I know you've, there's a lot. I mean, with all the things, The Mandalorian was one that was just by far <gasps> the best episode of the season. Grogu, Grogu, and Grogu. And the, the child, Baby Yoda, now has a name. It's Baby Goku. No, Grogu. Oh, Grogu. It sounded like Goku when she you know said it. The fact that they had Ahsoka Tano, and I've got to say, Rosie O'Dawson killed thank it. You. She killed My it. My goodness. That was so good. Perfection. Yes. Amazing. I mean, that whole episode was amazing. And no joke, it was written and directed by Filoni. Man, do you know what? If there was a person on earth I want to meet more at the moment, I think you're coming up there above George Lucas at this point. I was say, you've got such a holy bromance cow. on Filoni, even oh, though you're not goodness. a bro, but he's your man crush. He is. He, well, I mean, he's not much to look at, but man, he is the ultimate <laughs> fanboy. He is just so wonderful, and I absolutely adore him. You got some he's, drool. You got some drool going down you. right there. Um, I want to touch that up. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's definitely coming to my dinner party. Somebody else is going to have to be shifted off to get. Dave Filoni on there. And, and that's I mean, me actually walking out the front door. He's, <laughs> he's bringing in Katie Sackhoff. So, I mean, he's already kind of like, he's brought my girl crush into, into yes. the Star Wars universe, we know. which is amazing. We know. And then he gets none other than Michael Bean in the last episode. And if you don't know who that is, then obviously you're not a nerd. Just going to point that out right now. If you don't know who that is, he is in the original Terminator. Yes. He is Reese. Um, Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Brain went there a minute. And for those that love The Rock and Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, he's in. I mean, he's been in so many different oh things. Oh, my goodness. Usually playing a soldier, surprisingly. And about yes. everything that he does, he usually plays the soldier, yes. which he does well. And no, yeah, he was playing a basically a soldier, a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> this episode but we find out that baby yoda's name is not baby yoda it is in fact grogu and the whole way through the episode ahsoka is trying to get the information of where the bad lady's master is and i said to you right in the middle of it i was like it's going to be grand admiral thrawn they're going to bring him in and not and they bring him in thrawn they're bringing in thrawn <laughs> And if you don't know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is, you need to watch Star Wars Rebels. How many times do I have to tell you this? Yeah, I know. Watch it, Rebels. It, it actually also spurred me in a direction. Uh, Timothy Zahn wrote this book called Thrawn, which was the rise of Thrawn. Mm -hmm. uh, it came out, I think, in uh, 2017 or 18, whenever Star Wars Celebration was in Orlando. 
I've thought about it for a while, and I have a whole bunch of Audible credits sitting in my account. So just seeing that, it spawned me to right away go to Audible and and purchase that book. So I've got that so one. So we've to, got uh, to, the to, Chiss. He is a Chiss. That's yes. his race um, of Grand Admiral Thrawn. If you don't know who he is, he is pretty much the most conniving evil bloke in the Empire. Sh- should we start this and preface this with a very belated spoiler alert? Oh, whatever. What? <laughs> if you're not watching The Mandalorian on Fridays, then there's... No. I, I don't agree with that. Sorry. Um, you're not a Star Wars fan. Some people have lives, honey. Some people actually have I have, have a life. Lives. I have a beautiful <laughs> life. But we're also in lockdown, so I am not going to yeah. say right. that anybody All should right. not be people watching The Mandalorian the time, on Friday. Yes. So, Grand Admiral Thrawn, he um, first appears in TV shows in, the Re- in Star Wars Rebels, but he's not a force wielder at all but he is the most into he's basically the sherlock moriarty kind of shoved together the star wars world let's put it like that he's just he's amazingly well at manipulation he is an absolute just master genius i mean close to the emperor the emperor was pulling strings you know hundreds of years apart as well in what he was doing and i I think thrawn really does sit right there thrawn unlike the emperor who was who was a force wielder, he actually is able to, what's, what, I can't think of the word, when you are just, you can see a battle plan and then you could just put it into action and you can just, yeah, strategist, that's it. He is just the most, he's the most genius strategist that ever, ever walked. That's why I think Moriarty, Moriarty is the greatest one there because that, that was that, that very. But he reads a situation completely, you know, he can read people really quickly, just like Sherlock can. I mean, it's an amazing character. He's just so evil it's yeah. ridiculous i mean pa- i'd rather take palpatine than thrawn at the end of the day oh. i would definitely rather take palpatine over thrawn well because the, the palpatine was up his own behind in the fact that he thought he could just manipulate everything in his own and, and but never ask for help then it was just him whereas yeah. thrawn has a fleet i mean he has massive amounts of, and the of thing resources is, is that at his disposal. he also uh whereas palpatine people didn't always like him anybody that thrawn comes into contact with who is you know part of the empire or first order, whatever you want to call it now, he just gets their loyalty. I mean, they are loyalty to death with him. So it's, you know, it's completely different. Whereas the um, emperor is always having to like mind, like manipulate. Yeah. And and like to that point of their, he's basically brainwashing people to follow him or brain or, you know, cloning people just so he gets what he wants. Thrawn doesn't have to do that. He can just get the regular person to have absolute, loyalty and it's not ruling with fear either he doesn't rule it with fear not they like vader just where he love just him. chokes somebody out oh yeah he's no. just like oh, i'm gonna kill you <laughs> not like that at all um so yeah thrawn is really scary and the fact they're bringing him into the mandalorian really and cool. he's over moff gideon is like holy cow we're in for a we're in for one. We're in for a good season three because they're, they're not going to resolve any of that oh, this year no. I mean, we're already more than halfway through the season there's is it eight episodes or is it we're on episode 13 why no but of each season though is there i think it's 10 episodes 10 episodes we only had eight in season one or maybe it's 16 i don't know okay so 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 not very many episodes left in season two and we're probably yeah that's definitely not going to get resolved so really exciting for those that are watching mandalorian everyone i've talked to it's just this is an amazing season but surprisingly still most people that i know still think the storytelling in discovery has it trumped overall up until this last one this last one of mandalorian my favorite thing of, of TV this year so far, but still discovery, man. It, it's just, it's just got that storytelling element that just really 
keeping it as probably one of the number one shows on. Now, it's hard to watch in America, though. It really is hard to watch because it's only on CBS All Access. For us out here, though, it's on Netflix, which is great. We can just yeah. we can get it a lot easier than people in America. And so it's not Discovery it's not just, getting oh. the publicity that it needs in America because it's so limited to watch out there. Yeah, it is just a oh. I mean, I look, we actually end up watching that on a Monday and only because we watch it with my dad and he finds it really difficult to like switch universes that quickly. So we watch it. Yeah. So we we watch it separately. Um, Now, there is a quick spoiler that really doesn't spoil anything I want to share with you about the most recent episode. Uh, We we know that that Anton Yelchin, who was a a character from the, the the movie, the J.J. Abrams mm. Star Trek series, uh, he passed away actually in a pretty pretty horrific way. I mean, just the way he, he passed. However, they paid a touching tribute to him. There is a, a ship that is named the USS Yelchin uh, in, in this next episode, which is just a really touching thing. Uh, now, on an interesting front, you are a very large Gremlins fan, correct? You love the Gremlins, more specifically Gremlins 2 than 1, I think. I think I didn't really like Gremlins 1, but I my dad took me to see Gremlins 2 in the theaters, and I was a bit worried because I thought I was going to be scared. And still, that movie makes me laugh. It the bit with the elevator scene when they're all she's all like elevator sound alarm and then the Gremlins all go eh, 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 eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have two bits of Gremlins news for you. Have you, heard, have you heard anything on the Gremlins front recently? No. All right. So the first bit, there is a animated TV series called Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai. It's been in the works for a while, taking place in the 1920s. So you know the old Chinese man that sold. Yeah, yeah. And there were, so it's going to follow his story. Not a whole lot has been confirmed on it just yet, but there is. it actually is in production. Secondly, Christopher Columbus has recently been talking about... The fact that he has a Gremlins 3 script that he's written that is being passed around right now. Now, nothing definitive has come of this. And he even said that when and if we do this, he is not going to use CG. He still wants it to be animatronic oh, and puppets. Good. And they won't just make it look like Yoda did in, in, the, in the prequels where he really looked nothing like he did in, I'm in the I'm sorry. I mean, Gremlins 2 is a classic movie. It's just ridiculous. And you can see so many ways he could carry on from that movie. I mean, apart from, obviously, Gizmo, who's still alive... But there's the one that's trapped in cement on the top of the cathedral. The rest were all killed as such. But the female gremlin wasn't. <laughs> she was still making smoochy movies at Roberto Picardo. So maybe, that, the that's, doctor in maybe that's Star how they go. I, I don't know where <laughs> they're going to finish that. Um, and, and then as far as TV, I'll wrap it up with this one. Last week we were talking about Saved by the Bell, how the new one is oh going. And, and we didn't really have a good idea of what happened to Dustin Diamond and why Screech wasn't there. And, and I did I, look this up. I, I kind of looked into it as well. And it seems like the very typical coming of age story, you know, right? So young boy achieves dream of Hollywood fame, makes it on a TV show. Young boy rubs all cast members the wrong way by writing tell-all memoir. Young boy releases sex tape in 2006. Uh, young boy Why? is in a barroom fight and stabs someone, spends time in jail in 2014. Uh, and now for some reason, cast members don't want to see young boy. I mean, this is very, very typical of everybody, right? Every, every boy grows up the same way. I never do the sex tape. That really is kind of disturbing. I don't think anybody wants to see Screech in a sex tape. I don't want to watch anybody's well, sex well, exactly. tape. Exactly. But I mean, it's Screech, though. Like, what is he doing? I don't understand. It's like watching Urkel's sex tape. Just no. There's things no. That, that the world never needs. No. And, and so uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, she was very... Um, Really just tried to be very diplomatic about the situation with Dustin Diamond. And she's Diamond. got nothing to talk about, so she needs to shut her mouth too. Well, yes. 
How, however, but still, Let's she's not like we be judged. But she, I'm sorry, she, 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 was, she, she was trying to let people know that it's probably not going to happen that Screech will ever appear in the Save by the Bell. She's like, well, maybe if there's a season two, again, trying to be diplomatic about it. But apparently, there's just a lot of bad blood. We talked about that last week and didn't yeah. really know why there was bad blood. Apparently, it's this memoir that just painted everybody in a terrible light, and then it was just. They never had contact after the show. That's why Screech was in that that follow up TV show, The College Years, and nobody else really ever was, and and uh, it just kind of went from there. So, um, it's I think it's really tough though for some actors. They they just don't handle Young it kids. well. Mm-mm. You see uh, the kid from Terminator. I can't think of his name right now. Terminator Two actually that was uh, the young uh, John Connor just really didn't have a good uh, life wolf. after that. Something. Wolf. I remember he was a heartthrob. You know, every every girl had his poster up in their bedroom in the early nineties. Yeah. But, but they just don't handle it. Even Drew Barrymore, I mean, she actually escaped from me. She was going down a bad path Do you know and got why? straightened out. I, you've told me and I can't remember right now. Uh, I believe it's Spielberg, who is her godfather. Okay. And he basically slapped around and said, I will make sure you never work in Hollywood again if you continue to take drugs and do what you're doing. Wow. And she listened and she got out of it. She went to rehab. She sorted herself out and... That's that. And I think a lot so of these I, kids... Oh, yeah. Spielberg's not my favorite person <laughs> in the world. However, I do respect that's that. True, yeah, that, that's really cool. And people sometimes don't have it. You, you get famous and then you get yes people around you. Yes men, yes yeah. women. That you're gonna, I want to do this. Oh, let's all do that. You know, And no, no one ever keeps you in check. And and I think to, to have someone that can hold you accountable, even in any, any state of life. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we need those people that will keep us accountable, but it's tough when you become famous because then just everybody wants to be your friend and everybody wants to do whatever you want to do. Mm. And that can always lead to some bad or places. Or you for things. Oh, exactly. So, yeah. So maybe, maybe just prayers for Dustin Diamond. Just uh, you never want to see someone go down that. It's, it is just a tough road for someone to walk. Do you know walk. what? It does work. I prayed every single day for a while for Shia LaBeouf because I just felt so sorry for him after I saw that photo of him on that red carpet where he put a brown bag over his head that said, I'm not famous. And then I find after he did Fury, I think it was Fury with the, is that the the one with the tanks? He had to, as part of his, um, as part of his role, he had to read the Bible a lot and he actually supposedly committed his life to God. Yeah. Just from, and I was like, huh, that's really cool. Well, even yeah. seeing B- Bieber have to go through that transition as well of he became famous so young and he even, even said like, look, I went off the deep end. There was no one holding me accountable. There was no one that was telling me, you know, what I shouldn't be doing. And then he got to a point where he just broke and, and people, it was public. It's so hard because these people are in the public spotlight. And I think more than anything, they just need our prayer and support when we see someone doing something like that more than our ridicule and our scorn. Yeah. And and uh, it, it's been amazing to see Bieber turn his life around. Yeah, he's still going to make gaffes. He's still in the public spotlight. He's living his life still like the Truman Show. Music. I know. I know you're not a big fan, but I, I love the fact that he's been open and honest about his journey, about where he's been, where Do he's you know, from. No, I, I mean, again, judge not lest you be judged. I'm Exa- not going to exactly. judge him, but I it, just don't like his music. <laughs> and I can't say I haven't cast a few stones at Bieber's way in my life as well, just because it's easy. You see these famous people doing stupid things. But again, it, it's just good to remember they're living a really tough time. We see them have money. We see them have fame. We think we want that, but we really don't. Should we talk about some nice things then? John Barrowman returning as Captain Jack Harkness. In Doctor Who? Yeah, he's going to reappear for the holiday special this year. Ew. 
I think it's the revelation. Face of of, yeah. I wonder if you, he, he needs to come back as the face of Bo in one of them again and actually, or be halfway to there. I want to see a halfway transition <laughs> to the face of Bo. That would be so weird. <laughs> well, how does he get to become just a big giant head? That's what I want to know. How does he go from being a dude to billions of years later, just a big giant head floating in a jar in space? Who knows? So I want to see the transformation. I yeah. want to see the in-between. So BBC, if you're listening, show me that evolution from Captain Jack to the face of Bo. And that would make me really happy. But he'll, he'll, he'll be in there. Uh, again, the revolution of the Dalek. That's all my TV news, I think, for now. And then we've got lots of movie stuff. Movie, movie, movie. And we got to go quick. We've been just burning time. Okay, so uh, really quick. Obviously, but Johnny Depp quick. has been... I'm not going to say he was kicked off. He is he was asked gracefully... To stepped away from to resign yes the crimes of grindelwald did you see that amber heard has been there's a petition up that's gone over a million at this point of people that. that have said you should no longer be in aquaman because you are a lying only blah, because blah, blah. they're just johnny depp fans and they're angry that, oh, yeah. that she's again you know what it's it's tough in the he said she said right yep. but i but i think i'm always gonna side with, with the abused in most cases, it's hard because it's. T I know a lot of these cases have come up where people just try to extort money. This is not an extorting money kind of thing. This is like, I was in an abusive relationship. I'm not trying to get anything here. I'm just trying to break away for the most part. So, so I don't know. It's again, you don't want to cast aspersions on anyone, but there definitely was something that wasn't good going down. Well, I mean, every court case has gone up against, especially he's, he's lost. the son. He's, he's losing him all over the place. Um, so I'm, I'm still, I like Depp's acting. He's a phenomenal he's actor. Yeah, he's yeah. a phenomenal but, actor. Um, yeah, you can't you can't base somebody's personality on how well they act. I'm afraid. Harrison Ford being one. Yeah, no, I know. No. Now, now I have to say though, I was never a fan of Depp's casting as Grindelwald. I, I didn't. I, I didn't, liked it when Carl Farrell was there. He was amazing. I didn't think it fit. I didn't think it was a good fit for Grindelwald. And actually, I like the person they have replacing him, which is Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. Some of you will know him from uh, Hannibal, which was Netflix's first big array in the Casino TV field. Royale. That, that's uh, as Lashif. That's one of my favorite roles for him. But actually, I go back even further to, to King Arthur. I loved him as Tristan in King Arthur. I loved him in Clash of the Titans. Oh, he was good as that as well. He was really good, and in the end, he gets turned into stone. He plays by the Medusa. soldier, plays the soldier well. But again, King Arthur played a great role. He didn't talk much, but I just loved his character. It was a really cool character he played. He plays a diverse lot. He's always very hard, but you, he's very, very likable. Even, even as in the Rogue chief One. in. Well, as you say, yeah, and yeah, in Rogue One as um, Galen. Galen, he was he was great in that. It's, I mean, he never plays a bad role. He's well, I so, seen, so I'm, I'm, I'm in Hannibal, yeah. so I don't know. But. I'm, I'm really happy for this. I, I like him as a character, and I think he can pull off that really well. Mm. Again, I, I never really felt it good with Johnny Depp in that role. It, it just didn't no. feel right. It didn't feel... Well, the whole second uh, movie was terrible. Sorry. It's fantastic beasts and, there was hardly and where any to find <laughs> them. Not... Grindelwald and where to find him. Do you know what? I watched those movies for the Fantastic Beasts, not for some weird story that's going on otherwise. It's about, what's his name? Looking for beasts all around the world. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to watch. There is no mention of Grindelwald in the Fantastic Beasts and where to find the book by Newt well, Scamander. But this is this is the second chapter of the book or the no. second edition no. version of no. The series no. saga-ness has carried on That movie further. made my son cry. <laughs> it did. It did. And my mother was going, this is demonic. We need to leave. Okay, hold on. Now, 
Yes, badness. Before we can get on any further in movies, we've, we've got to go and touch on the Disney Plus leak that just kind of happened in the last week or so. Did you see much about this? So a, a big a big trailer was leaked. This wasn't supposed to be announced until after a, a board of directors meeting from Disney, allegedly, which probably wouldn't have taken place till later this month. So maybe not even to the new year this video was supposed to be released. However... It shows us that the Black Widow is going coming to the streaming service on April 16th. And it should be then released as a premier access just like Mulan was. Now, they've been saying for a while this will not happen. However, with the pandemic stretching on and vaccines probably not being administered till mid, you know, 2021 fully, and then they've got to be in the population for a while. I, I think they they saw that this had to happen. And maybe even just looking at what happened with Mulan, maybe they, they recouped enough to where this was a good thing. And it could also be a theatrical release oh, mm. as long as the premiere access because you know you, you can pay the same but then it gives it accessibility to everyone which i think is good you have to give that accessibility to those that don't feel comfortable going out as well as those that might be okay going to a movie theater and again at, at 30 bucks a pop they're making their money back if you want to stay home and watch it because you still just get that one watch it's not like you get to keep it but it's it's really interesting a lot more was in this leak i think it had new mutants in there as well and it really just kind of but laid you know out. the other thing that's come out of disney this last week yes deadpool 3 is going ahead oh it is yeah They've it already is actually got script written there is no director attached at the moment but they have got a script written at the moment and so deadpool 3 will be the first of however many R-rated movies that will appear within the Disney franchise. Oh, and that was actually part of that video as well, is they showed there is a, a Disney Plus 18, I mean, and they showed clips of, of Logan and of Deadpool. So they are going to bring in R-rated segments to the Disney Plus catalog, which they, they had been kind of resistant of doing at first. Yeah. They didn't want to. They own part of Hulu, so a lot of the stuff had been going to the Hulu side of things. If it was going to be R and keeping the Disney Plus thing more family-friendly, that's shifting a little bit. And now this will also be Marvel's first real foray into having mutants in their fold yep right they, they've never been able to say the word mutants because that belonged to fox they had to say they were gifted or special or something else now they're actually bringing mutants and because we, we've already had colossus and, and negasonic teenage warhead in there and, and others well they had all of them they had beast in it and a couple others in the room when they opened the door yeah right professor x beast um uh, Quicksilver was so in there. So these will all be a part of the MCU in Finally. some way now, which is just so fantastic that you're bringing this all together. And on that, I mean, they've even now said that all of the original Spider-Men are part of the MCU because of this multiverse that Doctor Strange is bringing in. The director just came out in an interview, I think in this last couple, last week, I think, not, not even that long ago. Oh, I need to find that article. Who's the director on that one? It is uh, Scott Derrickson, Doctor Strange director, Scott Derrickson. He's saying they're all a part of it now. This is this is the Spider-Verse. We're going to see a real live Spider-Verse. We could bring McGuire back. We could bring Garfield back. We could bring them all. The same way they're doing with The Flash and in, in the, where they're bringing Grant Gustin into the movie, mm -hmm. uh, as well as I think the older original Flash from the TV show back in the 80s are bringing him in. And, and so we're seeing the, the this multiverse come and this, this, this has me so... This, oh. I'm geeking out about this because to see, we saw the movie, the spider into the spider verse, which is great. We're seeing a second one of those. And now to see it come to the big screen into the MCU. So it's all together. This, this is cool. Yeah. Marvel treat the fantastic four, right? Oh, it please. Better, please. That is because such a good property. I love the fantastic four. I actually enjoyed the original ones with Reese fans, not Reese fans. Um, I can never pronounce his name. He's Welsh. 
uh, oh, I- Ion or whatever his. Yes, him. He was in Hornblower for years, and he was um, in King Arthur. He was. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's been in plenty of As things. Lancelot. He was also in um, San San Andreas. Okay. Yeah, he was the mean boyfriend yes, mr fantastic is mr fantastic yes and i liked chris evans as uh johnny flame which is obviously not going to happen anymore but Aww. um yeah johnny storm it could happen in the multiverse though it could but that's going to be weird <laughs> because in a different multiverse he got that power instead of well no i'd be he was no, born it earlier work, it, yeah. it, anyway. it can, we can make it work it could work um <laughs> yeah no uh hbo max We've got to we talk about this. But we, oh, and I was just, just looking into this because I was excited for all the things coming that Wonder Woman's coming out on Christmas Day and I was looking and there is no way to watch it in the UK. No, so here's, here's today's update. So HBO will not be and will not be for the foreseeable future available in the UK. I'm so angry. So you cannot get HBO Max. You just can't. However, HBO has signed a new five-year deal with Sky Atlantic, which is where a lot of people watch a lot of the HBO shows, such as Game of Thrones, blah, 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 Will the Snyder Cut be available there? However. Okay, go. Keep going. I'm listening. We're all listening. Hurry, there is faster, the belief, faster. Tell us. Tell there us. is the belief that both on Now TV and on Sky Atlantic, you will be able to watch Wonder Woman 1984 and the Zack Snyder. Snyder Cut of justice league so there is no 100 percent like anything we can already watch doom patrol thank you very much oh yeah it's on now tv you can watch doom patrol but it's uh there is no absolute 100 percent confirmation of this but because of that new deal been signed the assumption is is that at some point it may not be on christmas day like the americans will get it but we will actually be actually be allowed to watch both Wonder Woman 1984 if you have access to either of those services. Now, the UK does get one benefits. We are getting Wonder Woman 1984 nine days before the US in theaters. It will be released here if the theaters are open. It is being released in the UK on December 16th. So barring and pending all of the tier restrictions, depending on what area you're in, there's the tier one, two, and three. I think the Uh, only part of the country that's on tier one is Cornwall. Uh, where they had very minimal, which is the, no one wants to go there. <laughs> I only say that because you have some friends that live down there, mm-hmm. uh, the Bodmans. Um, <laughs> apparently, it's a beautiful part of the country. I've never been there. It's just a long ways away. But the rest of the country is on tier two, three, or even, I guess, higher uh, measures right now, which could prevent theaters from being open. But yep. if they are open, December 16th, we get it nine days before the U.S., which usually doesn't happen with Marvel releases. Sometimes it does, actually. Uh, but DC, Dylan. Or DC one. releases. Yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman's not cool comic enough to book, be a Marvel. Comic book releases. We're getting a good one over here, okay. which um, is nice. So. The other thing we watched this week was Love and Monsters, which I've got to say was brilliant. It was fun. Um, it's not out in the UK just yet. It's probably coming out pretty soon. We watched it with our kids last night. Um, obviously, we have access to an American iTunes account, so we watched it. And it was Hey, so I'm American. It's okay. Good. All right, guys. It's okay. Yeah, well, no, actually, we're on a family plan with his I brother know, who buys brother. them out there and we get to watch them. Um, but, thank you, Chris. Which is actually legal. Just, say thank you, Chris. Yes, thank you, Chris. It because was he, really good. he listens and he needs that, he that boost. And, and we like Save Yourselves as well because that one was pretty funny. The ending sucked, but the rest of it was really good. So I like the poofs. The poofs they made fun. me laugh. Um, but yeah, so it was really, really, really good. 
definitely 10 and over for age. It's a PG-13 in the States. Our son, who's quite sensitive about those things, actually thought it was really funny. And we looked it out on Common Sense Media first. We did. There's minimal swearing in it. There is some suggestiveness of sex scenes. There's actually nothing you're actually seeing as, as such or even really hearing it they're just kind of maybe leading into a place you kind of know that could... they are but we you don't see anything um but yeah it is a really fun movie the monsters are hilarious um some of them are nice some of them are not um you know it, it does have some jump moments but it is in in all it was actually a really fun movie and i love yondu in it oh. michael rooker he just made me giggle and there's a clip at the very very end if you um if you watch um, with him, with Minnow, which is the little girl he's with. So good. And the dog. Oh my gosh. I want that dog. That dog was awesome. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but it was really fun. The other big thing for this week was Ready Player Two came out. It did. And we're not all the way through it, but we are about a third of the way through it. So far, the first three, we're going to say three chapters. Yeah, I, I got to say, and I was telling Livy how I felt about this trash panda here that it just felt like, like just you're being narrated at for a while, whereas you really got immersed into the story right away with the first one. This one's kind of like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. But it has to explain they, a they, lot they do. between, because it happens right after the first contest ends. And then it fast forwards three years, and so he's just trying to fill in these three years of what happened. And kind of get you up to speed with what's going on. I've got to say, now we're into the actual story part, it is really good we're really enjoying we've actually got the book and we've got the will wheaton reading it version which is the absolute oh will wheaton's you amazing need the wheel, so, so we're, yeah, we're going back and forth between listening when we're driving or doing something to spending time reading it with each other yeah. which is kind of fun it is a good book ernest klein does really really well with his writing it's an ode to pop culture it is a love song to pop culture is basically what it is and the funny thing is, is I've looked uh, I've looked at reviews and all of the people who are like the professional reviewers don't like it and all of the people who are like you and me love it. So that should tell you something that, you know, they should just get off their high horses and uh, not be silly. But we're silly. enjoying it. Definitely worth picking up either on Audible where you can listen to the wonderful Will Wheaton doing his awesome narration. Being the, what is it? The uh, the president of the Oasis? No, he's not the president. He's the vice president of the Oasis. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so him that. reading, yeah, is, is pretty Good on darn you, cool. Will. Good on you, Will. I've only got one more thing and okay. it's game news. So we'll go, go. You haven't got any more, anything else? I, I've got a few more little things J just on uh, love and thunder. They just added Chris Pratt to their cast. Now, nothing is really known about that role. The in as it. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. The as Guardians of the Galaxy. Some people think it could be a cameo. Something it could be more because right now, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy volume three is pretty delayed. The soonest that it could come, because I think Love and Thunder is coming out February wait, wait, 2022. Wait. Do you think when all the Chris's from the Marvel Universe get together, they're like, hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris. Hi, Chris. 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 Ode to spies like us. <laughs> doctor. Doctor. Um, doctor. <laughs> and because James Gunn is working on a Suicide Squad TV show spinoff called Peacekeepers, uh, Peacemakers, uh, it's whatever, peace, whatever, something. peace, something. We don't really know when he'll actually be able to devote time to doing Volume 3. Now, he's even said, though, he's not going to do it without Dave Bautista. Bautista's had some issues with Disney, and Gunn is like, if Dave is not on board, I'm not going to do it, so that could push things back even further. But right now, with Love and Thunder having a February 2022 release date, 
it's possible they could build Pratt into a bigger role in that to kind of make up for the fact that we're missing our, our guardians for a while. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I don't know what they're going to do. We do know for certain that Jane will have cancer. Yes. And the problem is, is that she's having chemotherapy, which really is curing the cancer. But every time she takes up Mignogne, basically that clears away any toxins in your body and regenerates you, which means that her cancer comes back even stronger. Because it's the toxins are the chemotherapy. And, and not the cancer. So she's going to be a very reluctant Thor, I think, but she will definitely have cancer. So how long she'll last as Thor, we don't know. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, so my last piece. You get your last piece. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Destiny 2. Yes. So, <laughs> Are you excited about that build I showed oh you? Oh my gosh. So there is a new mask for the hunters. And I am a hunter. I have always been a hunter. I did did dally with the warlocks for a little while. I hated the Titan. I just think uh, Titans bother me at the best of times because they're way too overpowered. Um, so they've just made this new build for um, hunters, which Aztec Cross have got to say thank you very much because we love you and your builds. Your last build made me so happy just being able to absolutely smack everything and go invisible every five seconds and just keep killing things in one hit, which was brilliant. And then go invisible so nobody could see me. <laughs> you just like being invisible. You don't boom, like being shot boom, at. Boom. So anyway. Did that build this... work in PvP? Did you try it? I or don't usually get harder? close enough to people to be okay. able to hit them, so I don't use it. And I like to use my, oh, uh, what's that one called? I have a special helmet I use only in PvP that basically uses my radar anytime I'm crouched or I'm sighting down a weapon so that I've constantly, I can see if enemies are like coming up to me. Um, and also if they go invisible, they stay on my radar, which is really gotcha. good. Oh, is it your knucklehead you like to wear? Yeah, the knucklehead. I wear that a lot. And so... Yeah, I don't tend to use my Assassin's Cow, which I love. But there's a new helmet out that basically will allow you to kill everything with like two shots and slow everything down and be amazing. And so Warlocks and I think there's going to be like a downpouring of Warlocks and hunt and titans who now want to be hunters oh i, I watched this, this thing build. Is OP. and with, with what they've nerfed with the warlock stasis recently yeah i i, I just <laughs> i'm probably gonna go to my my my, my hunter and it's start a good playing thing. that I a bit built more. your hunter up isn't it oh yeah i can just add armor and weapons to it but yeah i'm probably gonna start playing that a bit more here and try to get its stasis unlocked <laughs> because that looks that looks amazing oh my gosh it is so fun i mean the way he's playing it he's just like slowing everybody down zapping over to another spot shooting them in the head jumping around <laughs> it's just like bam 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 bam. And, and the way that he's using that duality the new exotic shotgun as well yeah. makes me i haven't tried that in pvp yet i know when you're sighting down it it shoots like a chaperone slug when you're not sighting it shoots the spread so it's got this really good well it's duality it's the name of the gun yeah it serves a good dual purpose uh, makes me want to play with that as well. And guys, if you haven't played, if you're a gamer and haven't jumped into Destiny 2 yet, it really is that the story of the Beyond Light is probably some of the best storytelling that Bungie has done. And, and let's just be honest here. Bungie's always been useless with storytelling. Not useless. They just so, keep kind of, they, they never have finished a lot of their story no. arcs. And, and uh, they, they are still trying to tie things together, which they're working at. And they're finally making the darkness make sense, which was from the original Destiny. They yeah. finally like named the darkness. Moving on. Nothing <laughs> says Christmas like a good Christmas movie. Through years past, we've had Die Hard, haven't we? And, and movies like that. And this year, this year, we get Mia Joyovich hunting some monsters as Monster Hunter being released Yay! on Christmas Day. Again, that's only a theatrical release, though. No, I love no streaming. Mia. You have to go to Mia. the theaters for this one. Auto-wash. Auto-wash. Multipass. Yeah. I love her. 
I don't think I've, I've only seen one movie I didn't like her in. Did you watch all the Resident Evils? <laughs> I've seen bits of them. I said any of I've only Ever didn't seen, like her in okay. one movie I've seen her in. Okay, and I, I don't, and unfortunately I don't, it was a Luke Besson, which I mean every other movie of his I love, but it's the only one I didn't. Huh, which is that? Joan of Arc. Oh, I didn't actually ever see that one. Awful. Yeah, I heard bad things about it. I think that's it why I didn't terrible, see it. Terrible, because having done performance arts and theater studies, I actually did the monologue from Joan of Arc, and I love the story of Joan of Arc. Um, but yeah, uh, in French is Genoir DRC, which actually is probable, seeing as my family, uh, my mum's family name is Diath, which is death over here. Yeah. Uh, it came from France. It's possible that um, that's the sort of um, line it came from, interestingly oh. enough. Although she probably wasn't real, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, a 17-year-old commanding the armies of France. Oh, it could have yeah. happened. And then getting captured by the English and choosing death rather than lifelong imprisonment. You know, just yeah. as you do. As you do, pretty as much. As you do. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yes, I love Mia. Milia is awesome. Is it Mia or Milia? Milia. Milia. Yes, M-I-L-L-A, Djokovic. But I thought it might be silent L's. No. Milia Djokovic. So yeah. si- silent Do you know what? Luke Besson, who was actually married to her for quite a while. I don't know if they're actually still married. No, she's said... married to the director of Monster Hunter. Oh, okay. Paul um, W.S. Anderson, actually. Oh, Paul Anderson. I know who that yes. is. Um, interestingly enough, um, <laughs> Luke said she was one of the most awesome actresses to work with because they had to film in the fifth element the scene when she was inside the bio um printer where she gets built out of the hand of the um, mondachi one yeah um the reason they loved her so much is because every time they changed the camera angle because of the way that it was being filmed they basically had to have her do the same thing over and over and she would do it absolutely exactly how she did it the first time over and over and over again. So getting all those additional shots was no problem. They didn't have to cut it as bad because she would do it exactly the same every single time. And because she is uh, Eastern European, she's got a wide knowledge of um, different languages. So having her speak alien languages was really easy because she would learn like (laughs) the entire language and it would sound so good because she could just do it. Wow. And she does her own stunts. And she does her own stunts. Yeah, that's right. Back up Tom Cruise. Back up Jackie Chan. All right, we got. Oh Amelia. no, you don't. You don't put Jackie Chan uh-huh. and Tom Cruise <laughs> in the same thing here, because I know Tom Cruise is a big-headed. I, but I've got respect donor. for both of them in different ways. Not many people would strap themselves to the side of a big like C seventeen Galaxy class airplane and just get flung up and around in the sky. So and that tells me that's a man with an empty life. I don't know. It would be fun, wouldn't it? You strapped to the side of a plane. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to get away from the um, whatchamacallits. From the whatchamacallits? Scientologists. Scientologists. We're probably going to get the squirrel army after us now for saying it. Squirrel army. Don't you know about the squirrels? They believe in squirrels? No, you need to watch. i got to say, Justin Threw's... Well, I believe in squirrels. um, Scientologist movie... (laughs) My Scientologist movie oh is pretty darn good. And it's, um, yeah, you get the squirrel army. They're actually called like squirrels or something like that. And they come after you and uh, they start like being mean to you. We're going downhill. We are. Really fast. 
we're getting on to Scientology now, which is ridiculous. Hey, it's okay. South Park did it. So you know what? <laughs> that was <such> but, <laughs> <laughs> South Park, though, I love the fact that they rip everybody. And I love the fact that they're still around because of the fact that nobody can say, hey, they're just making... No, they make fun of everybody. Yeah, they, they just, put just shut Tom up. Cruise in a closet for years because for uh, like a month because... Was it Kyle who said that he wasn't a good actor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he hid in a closet and then John Travolta tries to pull him out and then John Travolta goes in the closet and stays there and he can't get them out. So I might not agree with everything that South Park does or stands for. At least they are, you know, equal opportunity there slamming is a of, of episodes everything. that I've got to say. I don't really like the show entirety, but the episode on ADHD and riddle in and then the episode on Scientology is absolutely hilarious because they give all the kids riddle in and then they all start reading Tolstoy and going to uh, <laughs> Genesis concerts. It's really weird, but it is really just a really good reflection on, you know, we're over medicating kids when they don't need it. So yep. I remember actually when the very first South Park, it wasn't even an episode called The Spirit of Christmas, yep. when that was just circulated around. I I remember when it first, that was one of the first big viral videos on the internet. Oh, yeah. And that was like late 90s. That was 90, man, I want to say 97. You mean it wasn't maybe? the guy doing the Maya he, Maya ho. This was before Maya, Maya he, he, although he, he was pretty massive. Maya ha ha. This was before that. Before that, Numa Numa. <laughs> yeah, Numa Numa. They, they created this just to send us some executives as a Christmas thing. It was meant Mr. to be Hanky, fun. The Christmas poo. Yeah, and it and it became you know Brian Boitano you know at Christmas fighting with Jesus of and at Santa school Claus and You're listening over to me. the respect my authority for ages and ages, and everybody was saying that for a while. I wasn't allowed to watch South Park. My mum, my mother disapproved, I've got to say. Well, probably for good reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I you've seen, even starting with The Spirit of Christmas, the very first one, it is a very irreverent show. And as a young, influential mind, it's and probably it's, not the best thing I've got to, to say, have. now, I think the language and the content is worse now than it ever was. Oh, it just, you look at our it's, society. Yeah, gone downhill quite a lot. Like society is accepting of a lot more now than it was 25 years ago. Yeah. But we are done. We are just making this drag out way too long. Um, yes, sneeze, get away with it. We, we've rambled. We've done mucho more than we needed to. So I'm sorry about that, but we love you guys. We do. We do. We're, we're glad you're here. And we apologize. This is a week late, but we figured... Um, we were stuck with Thanksgiving stuff and all that. So we were a little bit off our normal timetable of once every two weeks. So yeah, apologies. We do apologize, but you guys are awesome. Uh, just don't forget to be it. Don't forget to be awesome. I know this is a tough time, but but it's a time where, man, you just got to realize who you are, that, that you are unique. You're, you're an individual. You are you. You have value. And that's something we forget in this lockdown because our value sometimes comes from the things that we do. And when we're not doing those things, it can make us feel kind of worthless. But you have so much value. And, and just know that. Don't forget that. You are awesome. And if you ever need any help, please reach out to us. We'll, we'll point you in a good direction. And, and uh, yeah. Just do it. Yeah, we were on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Geek UG. So you can find us there. You can message us. You can talk to us. We want to hear from you. And don't forget, you know, Thanksgiving's just gone. I know we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in England, but it is an amazing time to be, remember what you are. You've got to be thankful for. You know, even though in lockdown, even though we can't be out and doing the things we normally do, there is lots to be thankful for. And you know, there's still a lot you can be doing. And as I always say, be unique. Don't be a penguin. 
Don't act like everybody else. You are awesome. The person that you are is awesome. You are unique and amazing and wonderfully and fearfully made. So be who you were created to be because you are awesome. And listen to the new volume one by Manic Drive because that was pretty darn cool too. And I can't get some of those songs stuck out of my head because they're amazing. So thank you. We love you. Talk to us. We'll see you <laughs> later. <laughs> and Happy bye. Thanksgiving. The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.